This episode is part of the transformational podcast Systems in Motion. If you want to learn more about the leverage points, please listen to the opening episode. Leon analyzes guerrilla gardening in his podcast. Guerrilla is Spanish and means little war, as this gardening method guerrilla was originally used for political protest. Learn more about the strengths of this movement now. Hello everyone and welcome to another podcast about change. My name is Leon and today I'm going to tell you about guerrilla gardening and apply some of the Nella Meadows leverage points. According to the definition of the Nella Meadows, leverage points are starting points or points of power to change the output of a complex system. This could be, for example, the transparency, accessibility, accuracy and completeness of information about healthy lifestyles which then support people in making better quality decisions and thus staying fit and healthy for longer. It is also important to emphasize that only qualitative change has the power to fundamentally change the system. But now to guerrilla gardening. What is it anyway and why am I dealing with it in this contribution? The reason is as simple as it's plain. In an art documentary, I once heard about Todmorden, a small town in the English county of West Yorkshire. There, in rural Britain, a group of dedicated citizens set up a project in 2008 that I just couldn't forget. It is the Incredible Edible Project, an urban gardening project which aims to bring people together through actions around local food, helping to change behavior towards the environment and to build a kinder and more resilient world. It started with this group of people planting vegetables and fruit plants on public wastelands such as tree grades or lawns, thus greening the city, creating diverse habitats and showing how easily food can be produced in the middle of the city. According to Reynolds, a much respected figure in the circles of the guerrilla gardening movement, the incredible edible project can be understood as guerrilla gardening. The people carrying out the activities, the so-called guerrilla gardeners, colonize a piece of land without the owner's permission with the aim of greening the area and possibly producing food. The movement is colorful, diverse and active worldwide. People of all ages and professions, young and old ones, men and women are greening their urban environment and have a variety of reasons to get involved. For example, some want to point out what is missing in the city by making the change themselves. Others want to beautify the city, help shape their environment in a way they like or criticize property relations. The incredible edible movement has brought up also role model cities such as Salford, another city in the UK, which promotes and even monetarily supports the work of the guerrilla gardeners. Through an urban agricultural development plan, the authorities kind of planned with the actions of freely participating gardeners to transform the city into an edible and green city. And it can be said that it worked. Salford has become an edible city in the truest sense of the word. In summary, Guerrilla gardening is multifaceted, operates unofficially and officially, is financed privately or by the state, shows what urban self-sufficiency can look like and, in any case, brings about a change in the system. Now I would like to bring the two together. The leverage points on the one hand and the guerrilla gardening movement on the other. And answer the question, what are the leverage points of the guerrilla gardening movement? Leverage point 12. The change of constants, parameters and numbers. 
When governments redirect money flows, for example in the form of subsidies or changes in the official status of rights of use of public land or buildings, this leverage point is used. By making the guerrilla gardening movement desirable and monetarily supported by local governments, the city's cash flow changed towards targeted promotion of guerrilla gardening activities and communication strategies of increased civic engagement. In addition, in some German cities, the practice of sponsorship of public green spaces has also become established, whereby the sponsor receives the rights to non-commercial use of the green space for a certain period of time and does not have to fear any deconstruction of the changes. Leverage point 11. Changes in the size of buffers and other stabilizing stocks relative to their flows. Buffers are so-called stabilizing stocks, such as the amount of the account balance compared to inflows and outflows. The higher the account balance, the lower the influence of the inflows and outflows on it. Thus, buffers are a relevant measure of the resilience of a system. This is where guerrilla gardening comes in by increasing the buffer capacity through the greening of urban spaces. Weather extremes, such as intense heat, can be mitigated by the natural cooling provided by plant cover, as can heavily rainfall events, as the cultivated areas usually have an improved water absorption capacity. Especially in the view of climate change, so-called green infrastructure is necessary and more cost-effective than technical solutions. Leverage point 10. Changes in the structure of material stocks and flows. All networks and structures, such as the basic supply system of electricity, fresh water and food, can be changed. Guerrilla gardening allows for limited self-sufficiency in food, whereupon the demand on production of agricultural products decreases and economic changes occur. For example, there may be less demand for food in supermarkets, and as a result, less is produced by farmers. This changes not only agriculture, but also all other networks involved, such as retail, logistics, advertising, etc. Leverage point 4. The power to add, change, evolve or self-organize system structure. Since the movement is supported by diverse people, it is subject to constant change by these same people. In the process, the change is driven above all by the movement's wealth of knowledge, which is continuously changing, expanding and completing itself through practical implementations. The movement uses a variety of tools, from social media to forums, especially guerrillagardening.org and Richard Reynolds' book on guerrilla gardening. In addition to this body of knowledge, guerrilla gardening is developing different formats of urban agriculture and networking with other structures, such as the Mundraub.org initiative for the digital collection of food plants in public spaces. All in all, guerrilla gardening grows in its own created biotope, spreads, becomes more diverse and increasingly functions as a relevant system element. At the same time as this self-perpetuating system, guerrilla gardening confronts the mostly urban system with its shortcomings such as playing deficits and failed urban policies. By changing the urban space and drawing attention to itself, guerrilla gardening shows what is possible and arouses the people's interest. The stronger the emerging interest on the population and the government, the more the activities of the gardeners will be tolerated, later promoted and actively supported. If the government actively promotes the guerrilla activities, the movement can grow through the commitment of the local population and in turn allows the local authority to put these informal actions on a more legitimate path. 
Leverage point two, shift in the mindset out of which the system arises. The mindset of our system is basically the same all over the world. It is the narrative of capitalism, the path of perpetual growth, competition and global trade. But guerrilla gardening relies on a different narrative, a different mindset, which goes beyond the borders of the movement. It is about locality instead of globality, collectivism instead of individuality, self-empowerment and participation instead of heteronomy and exclusion. Guerrilla gardeners do not do something directly and exclusively for an increase of their self, but for and with their fellow human beings, and thus show how communities can drive change together as a countermodel to political decreed agendas. They act according to their own desires and needs, are not subject to control by the movement or other guerrilla gardeners. They use the garden as a place of learning and encounter, creating a hybrid between city and nature that attracts creative milieus and allows them free space in both the material and the spiritual artistic sense. Themes such as do-it-yourself, subsistence, self-sufficiency and self-reliance are increasingly part of the movement and can all be attributed to regrounding. This regrounding is, to use the words of Wokstedt, the self-determined reduction of complexity in order to be able to reflect the essentials which enables one to deal with permanently uncertain circumstances. And that's what they have been, five leverage points used by the guerrilla gardening movement. But wait, is all that glitters really gold? Aren't there also negative sides to the guerrilla gardening movement? Well, to be honest, there are. Sometimes the one-off action of a guerrilla gardening group without the regular maintenance of the planted areas by gardeners leads to a decrease in the biodiversity of the area and the death of the plants, which in the long run means that the intervention has a negative impact on the area. In some circumstances, the land used for guerrilla gardening may also be contaminated and unsuitable for growing food. The health of the population or gardeners is therefore potentially at risk if they consume the plants from such areas. And last but not least, I would like to mention the important point of inclusion and change in the sense of the majority of the population. The mostly informal approach of the guerrilla gardeners is usually not inclusive. Areas are planted because the gardeners want it that way and not because the neighborhood necessarily wants it. This risk that a small element of the wider community is making self-interest decisions without consultation is tackled by the political efforts to pay formal ways for urban agriculture and to involve all people. Guerrilla gardening is an imperfect movement, like so much else in this man-made world. And yet the positive example of selfhood shows how the influence of urban agriculture can change local politics. By giving official legitimacy to guerrilla activities, the movement can grow and contribute to the greening of urban spaces worldwide. It's really quite simple. Grow fruit and vegetables anywhere and everywhere and involve the local community. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. And I hope you continue to enjoy listening to more of my fellow students' contributions.